What's going on everybody on today's episode, what I want to talk about is the way that I learn new information when it comes to growing my business and my low information diet. And I want to talk about the way that you're currently learning um, new information to grow your business and why it is seriously affecting the growth and the scale at which you are growing your real estate business. So here's the big mystery. How do frustrated real estate agents like us, who are sick and tired of cold calling, door knocking, and trying to get Facebook ads to work, who want to grow a million dollar business, how do we generate high quality real estate leads that actually convert into commission, yet still have plenty of time for our family, friends, and the rest of our lives? That's the blaring question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share my journey to seven figures and beyond. My name is Connor Clark, and welcome to Real Estate Agent Radio. What's going on everybody? Welcome back to Real Estate Agent Radio. My name is Connor Clark and thank you again for being here and consuming another episode of this podcast that means the world to me that you are here. If this is the first time that you are listening to this podcast, this is the first episode that you're listening. Firstly, thank you for finding us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining uh, the community of agents who are all looking to grow our business to seven figures together by using high quality leads. But may I suggest that you go back to episode one, go to the beginning and listen from there because you will get the most value from this podcast and from this content if you start at the beginning. You'll be, you'll be taken on a journey to learn exactly how to change your business, how to scale and how to grow and how to have fun doing it. Um, on this episode of the podcast, what I want to talk about is my low information diet. Now, I have a very purposeful way that I consume new information and I learn new things. You see, one of the worst things I've found is that when it comes to building a business, there is so much information out there and there's so many different things that you need to learn. And because there's so much information, you can be learning constantly. Like I love podcasts and I can listen to podcasts pretty much for hours every single day. Now, what I've realized though is that if I do that, I am learning a whole bunch of things that I don't necessarily need to learn right now. So I've had to stop and I've had to learn, I've had to change the way that I consume information and consume content so that I have the best results from it. Now, what I'm talking about, um, when I first got into, into rowing, I've talked about on this podcast before that I used to be an elite rower, um, but I didn't get into it in the normal way. See, I was 21 and most people get into it when they're like 13 in high school. Um, I got into it when I was 21, I was scouted because I was 6'5", I was quite strong, I was fit, um, and basically at the gym one day, some lady just tapped me on the shoulder and asked me if I would like to try rowing. So before I'd even sat in a boat, before I'd rowed a stroke, before I'd had a race, I had a couple of scholarships, a national scholarship, um, a state scholarship to be a rower. And I was basically put on a fast track to try and make it to an Olympic Games, make it onto a national team and um, you know, be an elite rower, which was awesome. But it really was really interesting being on you know, at a high level in rowing without having ever rowed because I didn't know what on earth I was doing. Um, uh, I'd never sat in a boat, but I knew that I had this goal because I'd been told that, that was my goal and the reason that I was coming into rowing was that I was going to make it to the Olympics. Now, um, uh, to ruin the story in the long term, I had a lot of injuries, so I didn't actually end up making that goal, never made the Olympics, unfortunately. Um, and also kind of fortunately in a way, because looking at the state of the world now, uh, Olympics didn't even happen, <clears throat> um, but I digress. Um, but when I got into it, that was my goal. My goal was to make the Olympics. Now, I knew to make the Olympics, there were a number of things that I had to do. Firstly, I had to learn how to race, and I had to learn how to race really, really fast. Um, uh, but when uh, you know, one of the problems that I had was that I'd never sat in a boat. Now, one thing that you don't know about rowing, and especially in something called the single skull, which is what I was learning 
um, in the boat that I learnt in is that it's very, very unstable. In fact, if you just sit in it, it'll just tip over. So there's all sorts of skills that you need to learn to even just sit in the boat just to float. Learning how to float is a really hard exercise and takes a lot of training even just to learn how to do that. And after you learn how to float, well then there's even, then getting to the point where you're racing and you're racing really, really fast and hard. Um, when, you look at a, when you look at someone racing in a rowing boat, it's, it's, it looks a lot simpler than it actually is. It's actually ridiculously hard. Um, but that, that's where I started in my struggle. My struggle was that I couldn't even sit in the boat. In fact, the first time that I went to a training session, I got into the boat expecting to be amazing at it because that's kind of my, my ego is that I'm going to be amazing at everything. Um, sat on the boat, I was pushed off from the dock and pretty much fell in instantly. <clears throat> I had to swim back to the dock. I had to drag the boat behind me with the oars kind of hanging out and I had to try again and I got pushed out again and I lasted about two seconds before I fell in again. Um, and while I was doing this, and after the first training, I remember walking back to my car, sitting in it, staring at the steering wheel, and just being like, how on earth am I going to make the Olympics? I mean, in my first session, I fell out of the boat at least 10 times, probably more. Um, and I remember sitting there, looking at this, thinking, how on earth am I going to get to the point where I can go to the Olympics? How am I going to race? I can't even float. I can't even take a stroke. Um, and so when I realized that, you know, to make the Olympics, I was going to need to be able to race really, really fast. And I was going to need to like, I'm going to need to learn how to take strokes. And I was going to learn how to, um, when it comes to rowing, you, you actually, uh, the rate of strokes, if you've ever sat on a rowing machine before, you can see that you can actually like stroke this thing called stroke rate, which is basically the number of strokes that you take in a minute. So in a race, you want to have, take as many strokes as you possibly can in a minute. So I was having to learn how to do that, yet I couldn't even literally take a stroke. So what I did is I started watching a lot of YouTube videos. And I have a YouTube education. I have a degree, went to university, didn't learn very much with that degree, but I have learned a lot from sitting at home just watching YouTube videos. I have a YouTube education and a Google education. If I need to learn something, I just sit there and I find out the answers and I can go deep. Now, when it came to rowing, I was obsessed, almost obsessed as I was when I got into real estate. And I went so deep on YouTube videos and I went deep on, on, um, uh, on Googling information to try and find out how to actually race because I knew that was my goal. I knew I needed to be really quick in the boat when it came to racing because if I was going to go to the Olympics, I had to be the best in the world at racing. So I went really deep into you know, how to stroke really fast, what the ideal stroke rate um, in, a, in a race, how to, um, how to, you know, all sorts of, um, I read a whole bunch of um, uh, journal articles about you know, physiology and elite performance so that I, I knew what the best diet was. I was researching the diet that I needed to have to make sure that I could be, perform at a peak state um, when it came to actually racing. I was learning about what to eat on race day, what not to eat on race day, how to prepare for the week of a race. Um, <clears throat> and I was just, when I, I, I had so much information about how it came to racing in, 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 in rowing because I knew that was the end goal. That was, my, that was the epitome of the goal was to race at the Olympics and I knew if I was going to do that, I needed to know everything there was to know about racing in a rowing boat. And the problem was, was that I couldn't even balance. I still couldn't even take a stroke. Yet I was spending all this time learning how to race. So what I realized and what the epiphany I had while I was doing this was that there was absolutely no point in me learning how to race when I didn't even know how to float. And that's when, I, that's when I really learned this concept of just-in-time learning. Because there is so much information out there. Um, <clears throat> there is heaps of information. When it came to rowing and it came to racing, there were so many journal articles. There were podcasts on elite sport. There were um, biographies you could read of rowers. There's 
um, Instagram, there's YouTube, there's Facebook, there's just this enormous amount of information that you can get when it comes to learning how to be a row and how to race really, really well and really fast and make it to the Olympics. The problem I had though was I still didn't know how to float. I needed to learn how to float before I learned how to do that. So my concept of just-in-time learning is instead of geeking out, instead of going deep, and instead of procrastinating all your time learning everything that you possibly need to learn, just learn the next thing. Because making it to the Olympics and making it as an elite rower, there was a path. There were steps that needed to be completed along the way to make sure that you reach that ultimate goal. The first one, learn how to balance. So I needed to, instead of geeking out on how to race, I should have geeked out on how to balance a rowing boat. I should have gone deep and found out everything I possibly could on how to balance so that I was able to balance the boat as quickly as possible. Then once I'd mastered the balance part, <clears throat> then I needed to learn the next step in the path. And that's all I needed to focus on the entire time until I reached the goal. And that's what my plan was. Because I realized that if I was going to get to the Olympics, I needed to follow that path. And instead of geeking out and focusing on the end goal, I needed to focus just on the next step in front of me. Think of it like a stair. You need to take one step after another after another to reach the top of the staircase. I needed to focus on the next step in front of me. So I, what I did was I geeked out on how to actually balance the boat. See, I spent all my time focusing on you know, how to race that I really was struggling on even just balancing the boat and they were thinking that I was a bit of a waste of time because I couldn't even balance the thing. Once I focused all my attention and I, and I, and I started training more and I just focused on balancing, being able to literally just sit there and balance the thing without falling in, which is, you know, it sounds stupid, but it actually is really difficult. Um, once I focused on that, I mastered that skill in no time. And the next step, and then the plan was to focus on the next step. Now, when I could balance, it would have been really easy to think, oh, cool, I'm amazing, I can balance, time to go focus on racing. But no, the next step after that was literally just moving my arms back and forth, which sounds ridiculous. But even again, balancing it while just your arms are moving, the oars are moving, is really hard. So I went deep and I geeked out on that next step and I learned and I mastered how to move my arms. Next after that, it's going to sound really silly again, but the next thing you need to learn is how to move your body, how to rock your body over back and forth. So what did I do? I geeked out on that. And I got it in no time. In a few sessions, all of a sudden, my body was rocking over and I wasn't falling in all the time. It was incredible. So then when the next step after that, well, the next step after that is just moving your legs. And that's going to sound ridiculous again, but the second that you start moving your legs, the, balance, the boat becomes ridiculously unbalanced. When you're sitting there and you're stable at the back, it's actually, it's not the hardest thing to balance it. As soon as you move your legs, game over. So that's what I had to learn. I had to learn how to move my legs. So I geeked out on how to do that. And I went deep on YouTube videos and, and Google and I, I found all the things that I needed to learn to be able to move my legs. And then I mastered that skill. And then the next thing I focused on was taking a stroke. Because once I could move my legs and my arm and my body, then I was able to take a stroke. Now this, in rowing, the second that you turn the oars, you lose pretty much all of the balance that there already is in the boat because there's nothing flat laying on the surface of the water. That's how you balance yourself with the oars. As soon as you turn them, so they can go in the water and you can take a stroke. It just becomes, you know, it was unbalanced before. All of a sudden it becomes like rowing on ice and you just, it's just ridiculously hard to keep balanced. So that was the next thing I had to learn. How to balance when the oars were, tip, were, were turned on an angle. So I learned that. And then the next step was taking a stroke. And I learned how to take a stroke. And that took a while because taking a stroke is a really difficult thing. But that was the next step on the path. So I went deep and I geeked out and I learned everything there was to take a stroke. And then before you knew it, I had mastered that as well. The next thing, I was taking continuous strokes and I was rowing for 500 meters. And then I, I, once I mastered 500 meters, I focused on rowing a kilometer nonstop. And then fast forward, after taking this approach of learning just the next thing and the next thing, four years later, I came eighth in the country in a race at, at the national, uh, national uh, event for the, um, the year. 
And how did I do that? I did that by focusing step after step after step after step after step instead of focusing and geeking out on everything. <clears throat> See, when it was time when I could race and I could and I, and I was starting to learn how to race, that's when I geeked out on racing and I learned everything there was and I got really good at racing really fast. And throughout my entire career, even when I knew how to race, even when I was doing well and coming eighth in the country um, and getting incredible results, there was still always something else to learn. There was something next that I needed to learn, whether it be getting the oars off the water um, or it was learning to rate faster for longer. There were, these were things that I geeked out on so that they were the next step that I needed to learn. And because of that, I was able to, to really just rapidly improve and get incredible results super fast, coming from absolute beginner to, to making it into the A final in the country in four years. And that was pretty unheard of. Um, <clears throat> so when I got into real estate, I had already learnt this. Real estate was after my rowing career and because I'd already learnt how to learn, I was able to take that into real estate as well. Now when I got into real estate, I geeked out hard. Now I have this thing where I just you know, become obsessive with certain things. Now in real estate, I wanted to learn everything. So unfortunately, I did make the similar mistakes and I did go out and I learned everything. Didn't take me as long to realise what I was doing was wrong, so I stepped back and I did what I'd done in rowing. Now, when you come into real estate, one of the problems that I see is that there are so many agents out there who are not taking this approach to learning. They are trying to learn everything from the beginning and because of that, they procrastinate and don't take the next step. It's like in my rowing career, they focus in on the end goal and not the next step that's in front of them. They don't learn just that net step so then they can take the next step and then eventually get to that end goal. Now, in real estate, it looks something like this. <clears throat> You'll see real estate agents out there who are geeking out on how to sell a home and how to sell, how to sell properties and how to help clients buy properties. Problem? They don't have any clients. So why are you learning how to sell a home if you literally have no listings? Or maybe you're also trying to learn how to, how to fill out a contract, yet you don't have any listings or any clients that you actually need to fill out a contract with. You see, real estate success is exactly like rowing. It's a path. And all you have to do is follow the path and learn the next step and eventually you will make it to the peak of those million dollar agents. And there are so many things you need to learn away, along the way that it is a path. Don't start with learning how to sell people and how to close listings and how to sell properties or how to write contracts um, or how to take the perfect photos for a property. Don't start with that. It's a path. And a real estate path literally looks like this. And in the most simplest form, this is it. Generate a lead, close the lead, fulfill the lead. I talked about it before and it's the three stages of a business and it's the same in real estate. Generate a lead, sell the lead, close the lead, fulfill on the lead. That's the path. And there are so many little and minute things that you need to learn for a real estate business within those three things, but in the simplest form, it is generate, close, sell. Generate, close, fulfill. And the fulfillment part is the service that you provide, which is selling the property or buying a property or you know, whatever. But that's it. Generate, Close and sell them um, and then fulfill on you know, the promise that you've made in the listing presentation. That's it. In lead generation, um, you know, in closing and selling, well, there's all those things when it comes to a listing presentation and all the minorities that you need to learn within that. The fulfillment part, there's a whole bunch that you need to learn in that. You need to learn how to do contracts, how to actually negotiate, how to um, run a campaign, how to do marketing, how to take photos. Uh, you know, heaps and heaps of things that you need to learn. But don't focus on any of those if you don't have any listings, if you haven't closed anyone. And don't focus on closing anyone if you don't have any listings. You see, what I haven't pointed out yet, that yes, there is a path and it's generate leads, close the leads, fulfill the leads. It all, in, that, in that path, 
And what I haven't pointed out is that it always starts with generating leads every single time. The path begins in a real estate business with lead generation. So that's what you need to focus in. If you are a new agent listening to this right now and you don't have any listings, you have nothing, then all you need to focus on right now is how to generate high quality leads. That's what you need to go deep in. It's what you need to focus in on. And I'm telling you on this podcast that the best way to generate high quality leads, and that's leads that actually need a real estate agent right now, they're leads that actually need to list or actually need to buy. The best way to do that is to build relationships with people and get referrals. It's literally the only thing you should focus in right now. The second that you get your first referral and you need to do a listing presentation, well then geek out on that then and learn how to do a listing presentation then. Only then. Don't learn it before you actually have to go and do it. Now when I did this in my business and when I focused, it was amazing how much quicker my progress was because I wasn't learning how to write contracts. I wasn't learning how to fill out contracts. I wasn't learning how to organize photos for a property or do a floor plan. I had no idea how to do any of that. All I focused in on was how to generate leads and that's all I did. I focused on leads, 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 get leads in. The second that I got my first lead, well that's when I went to someone and I got help on how to do a listing presentation and I geeked out on that. Once I closed my first lead and I had my first listing, well then throughout the process of selling that home, I geeked out on all the different things that I needed to learn and I learned them then. I only learned them then. When I first started my career, I had no idea how to do any of the things when it came to selling a home. None. All I knew was lead generation and I became a pro at it and I learned how to generate high quality leads and that's what I want for your guys' business. You see, this exact same approach when it comes to just-in-time learning, I've, approached, I've done it in the exact same way when it came to producing this podcast. You know, when, when I went to create a podcast, what are we in, 38 episodes, so it's been about 40 days of the podcast because I've been pretty regular. Um, Um, with putting out content. But when I first put out the first episode of this podcast, I didn't know how to record a podcast. No idea. So what did I do? I jumped on Google, jumped on YouTube, and I learned how to record a podcast. And I found out that there were certain apps that I could get that I needed to, that could record the podcast. So I got one of those apps. Um, It's called Anchor, by the way, in case you want to make an app. It's literally the easiest thing ever. And then I learned how to use Anchor. And I created my first episode. And then I had to learn how to publish that episode. So I went and learned that. And then there's an intro for this video and for this podcast. I made that. I didn't know how to do that 40 days ago. I had to learn how to make an intro for a podcast. So when it came time to actually making that, I went and learned that and I got that done. When I had to make an outro, I learned how to do that. If you go to the, um, I have a couple of websites set up that you guys can go to. One of them is to join the group for this podcast, which you should all be doing right now. And I had to learn how to create that website, uh, leadsthatlist.com slash group. I had to learn how to do that and it it automatically redirects and takes you to the exclusive Facebook, the free group for this podcast. I also had to learn, um, you know, there's also the, uh, the website that you can go to where you can record your question live into this podcast. I had to find the software that actually allows you to do that, learn how to use it and learn how to put it into a webpage. Go to leadsthatlist.com slash question. You'll be able to ask your question on the podcast and you'll see exactly what I mean. I had to learn these things on the way, but I only learnt the next step once I actually needed it. I didn't start the podcast and immediately learn, well, how do I publish it? Because I didn't have a podcast to put out. I had to learn how to do the, the, the first things I had to learn was actually how to make an episode. Then I had to learn how to write the copy for an episode. Then I had to learn how to edit the episode. I had to learn how to put, put together an intro. I had to learn how to do a cover art. I had to learn how to get it into different directories like Stitcher and iTunes and Spotify and Google Podcasts. I had to learn those things along the way. And now that I've done them, because I did them just in time, they got done and I know how to do them now and it's amazing. And this podcast is now at almost 40 episodes in 40 days because I just learned the next thing that I needed to learn. And that's what I want you guys to understand in this episode is that 
When you are focusing on the big picture and trying to learn everything, you will procrastinate. It's impossible to know everything at once. Because you're procrastinating and geeking out on everything, you will not get the next step done. And if you do, you won't get it done as quickly as you should and as quickly as you need to. And in real estate, because listening to this podcast, most likely you're in sales, most likely you're a real estate agent. It's a good chance that we know that 87% of agents fail. So there's a lot of agents out there that are not getting the success that they need. So there's a good chance that you're starting out and you're not satisfied in your business. Well, then all you should be focusing in right now is generating high quality leads and you need to go deep. You need to find out as much information as you can on how to generate high quality leads. So go back, listen to every episode of this podcast. I give you permission to learn that because that's all I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to generate a limitless flow of high quality leads. And on that note, what I've done is I've actually put together a free training for you guys that's going to be coming up very soon. It's going to be a live training. I'm so excited. It's awesome. Um, I'm actually filming all the videos for it uh, you know, to promote it today. Um, which I'm really excited for because uh, you know, I really enjoy this type of thing. But I'm going to be putting together the video so that you guys can come in, join the live video. Um, I'm making all the explainer videos for you guys so you know exactly what you need to do when you come to uh, the website and, and um, sign up and register for this exclusive web class. Unfortunately, there is only going to be limited spacing, so you really need to register quickly so that you can guarantee that you get a spot. Um, and when you do sign up for that, I'm also going to give you the exclusive guide that I've created for... Uh, it's called the Limitless Leads That List. It's an exclusive guide that you can download, read, and you can get all the information that you need. So you can geek out on the thing that you need to be geeking out right now, which is generating high quality leads. That guide's going to teach you exactly how to do that. And then the free live training is just going to add the cherry on top. It's going to teach you the three secrets to actually generating high quality leads. And I can't wait for it to be live. I can't wait to start teaching you guys on that training, but make sure that you're getting excited and make sure that you're subscribing and staying tuned because it is dropping very, very soon. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining this podcast. I hope you've learned something on how to actually learn um, and I hope you uh, implement it into your business and into your life. Um, It's one of those tactics and skills that I use in everything in my life um, in so many different ways. Whenever I'm trying to do something that I don't know how to do or trying to tackle a task or learn something new, I only make sure that I learn the next step in the process so that I'm not procrastinating so that things actually get done. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback. Would you like me to teach you for free 10 secrets to get anyone to start sending you consistent, high-quality real estate referrals? If so, go download your free referral secrets guide by subscribing to this podcast at leadsthatlist.com. Again, that was leadsthatlist.com.